Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 47 of the Impact Boom podcast. My name is Rachel Stevens. I'm a contributing editor at Impact Boom, and I'm passionate about meeting and working with others who share our mutual drive for creating positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Jamie Gooey. Jamie is a serial social entrepreneur, founder of Ashoka Netherlands, and currently founding partner of the financing agency for social enterprise, FASE, in the Benelux region. Jamie has worked in both Africa and Asia on the topics of youth unemployment and young entrepreneurship, and is currently chairperson to the international NGO Young Africa. In her role for FASE, she is constantly looking for social entrepreneurs with great social impact and innovations who are in need of capital to scale their business. On today's podcast, we'll discuss Jamie's experience and insights into the combined world of social entrepreneurship and impact investing. We'll find out about some of the initiatives Jamie is involved in to create positive social impact, and she'll share some of her key learnings and strategies she's picked up along the way. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Could you please share a bit about your background and what's led you to work in the social enterprise and impact investing sector? Yes, uh, I think I was never supposed to end up in this sector, but I did. I'm very happy that that all happened. I started my career, I studied social geography. After that, I studied child development and child psychology. And I started working in youth care in the Netherlands, where I was responsible for getting youth with a criminal background back to either school or work, which was quite difficult. So at some point I thought, well, guys, you you are already hustling and dealing uh, you know how to treat your customers, you know how to set prices, etc. So why don't you change your product from drugs into something else? You'll become an entrepreneur and uh, no longer a criminal. So I worked with KPMG on that whole uh, program 2002, where we designed an entrepreneurship training and we give them coaching and guidance to actually start their business. It was a great experience and that was my first organization actually because I started BeABusinessMan.nl where children could just, uh, at some point, youngsters could just uh, log in and apply for trainings, etc. And then I scaled that into Africa and Asia, where we started doing uh, roughly the same thing, but in slum areas. So providing training in entrepreneurship, coaching guidance and startup capital for youngsters in slum areas in Africa and Asia. And from there on, Ashoka found me, because Ashoka is always looking for new entrepreneurs. Fantastic. And you were, of course, the founder and director of Ashoka Netherlands, with Ashoka being one of the largest uh, networks of social entrepreneurs worldwide. What were some of the key learnings you've taken from your four years there? So Ashoka is quite impressive. They have such large base of disruptive innovators, people who are really keen on changing the world for the better in their respective fields, who have great stories behind them, are great persons. 
So what I've, what I've learned, what is quite impressive for me is one, I think the power of a network, especially within Ashoka where everyone is so interconnected. Mm-hmm. It's quite powerful to see how all these entrepreneurs connect with each other, the Ashoka fellows, but also with innovative schools, with people who are investors and also with the larger field of, of corporate. So I think that's very impressive that a network can be very powerful. My other learning, I think, is that it's more on the challenges of the, the Ashoka Fellows or social entrepreneurs at large is the finding of the right finance for their organizations to grow and to scale. Because at first it's easy if you have a new idea to find an angel investor or get some money from friends and family to sort of start off or prototype your idea. But after that, when you really want to grow and bring it to scale, it's quite difficult to find finance. Some very important learnings for you, I'm sure. So a new and exciting milestone for you, of course, is the Farsay Benelux, which, as we said, is a financing agency for social entrepreneurs based in Brussels. Uh, what led you to found an organization which sees a connection of social entrepreneurs and investors all under the one roof? Well, FASA has uh, started uh, as part of Ashoka Germany, and it is, is founded by Marcus Freiburg in, in Germany. And it really catered to the biggest needs at that time of Ashoka Fellows who had such, so much problems of scaling their business and finding the right finance. And what we really now call the missing middle or the financing gap is really after the startup phase and before the, the big uh, growth phase. So it's really the, the phase where you want to scale your organization, bring more professionals in and building structures around what you're doing. And you would need roughly between to 250k and for instance 1 million this is an amount which is usually too big for foundations or grant makers to provide but it's also not interesting yet for the regular impact investor also too risky so what we do is at FASA we really bring different kind of funders together so we bring philanthropists together with the impact investors and the normal investors to see and make sure that these really great social enterprises can be funded Fantastic. Could you please tell us a bit more about some of the projects you and your team are working on at Fuzzy? Well, I think my favorite uh, story is still from Frank Hoffmans, who has Discovering Hands, where blind people are able to find breast cancer bumps much, much better. And even uh, when they're still smaller than what uh, an MRI or a mammography can pick up. This is one of my favorite ones where we really brought together uh, philanthropists and impact investors on a hybrid model to sort of support the growth of this model, which is a great, great organization. I can't say where where we are currently working on because we're still in the phase of just bringing it to to our investors. Of course. Uh, But we we just uh, finished on Green Tech and Green Tech is a very interesting organization in Africa. They're Brussels-based, but they're working in Africa. They look for technologies or technological innovations in Africa and try to improve these technologies and also themselves invest with equity. It's a great model. One of uh, one of my favorites as well. We just finished and we raised one million for them. Oh, wow. How exciting. There seems to be some fantastic social impact initiatives coming out of the Benelux area. Living there, is that something you've experienced? And if so, are there any local programs and initiatives you think are creating some great social impacts? Yeah, I think the Benelux is quite quite dense mm. in social innovations. I think the Netherlands and UK actually are leading the, the social enterprise and social impact movement uh, at this uh, at this time. Yeah. 
both are quite uh, evolved ecosystems already. So obviously what is one of my favorites uh, and also an Ashoka fellow is Bas van Abel from Fairphone, who created a telephone who you can sort of, you don't need to throw away when once it doesn't work anymore, but you can just change the, the different uh, items of the phone when it's broken. Mm. So the phone is more sustainable, but it also is very... Um, it's more sustainable in the supply chain, where now it is a, it is also a good innovation against mining, actually, and overmining, etc., because phones use a lot of raw materials. And when you just make sure that the phone is, parts of the phone can just be changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I think, is very disruptive and a good organization. We have Joste Blok from Buurtzorg, very interesting as well, with self-steering teams in in healthcare. But I think in general, so many technological innovations are, are popping up. It's it's quite exciting to see, yeah, a lot along the lines, actually. That does sound really exciting. So nice to be amongst all of it as well, being in the Benelux region yourself. Yes, yes. No, no definitely. Actually, it's the fun part of my job is meeting uh, so many great social innovators. It's just amazing what people are working on. That's great. So you, of course, have a unique perspective and you're not only a social entrepreneur yourself, but uh, you also support others in their own social impact endeavors. What are the typical challenges that you see social entrepreneurs coming up against and what advice do you have for anyone battling with these challenges? Well, of course, one thing is finding the money. I think that is a challenge for social entrepreneurs in general. But what we also see more and more is finding the right team members. I think for any investor, it's quite key to see which team is behind the social enterprise or in the social enterprise. And what I really, really see, and I see that across all sectors within the social enterprise ecosystem, is a lack of really good financial specialists. So obviously, we have a lot of people who have a great uh, financial background and wanting to move into the social impact space. Mm-hmm. But it is still very different from having the experience in the social impact space, because it's sort of a specific kind of type of financing and uh, where you also have to sort of put impact measurement and impact metrics sort of at the center as well. So we see it's a really, it's a specific field uh, of financing, which is now, it's, it's just rare in the in finding the right people. It's just a, a yeah. rare profile. So when it comes to successfully getting finance as a social entrepreneur, uh, what are the top three recommendations you'd make to help other change makers in that journey? Yeah, I think, you know, if I, if I would think of three topics, this would probably be a bit open doors. But let me just say that what is really, really key is your story and your storyline. I'm just saying it. It sounds obviously logical, probably to, to you or to any listener, but Sometimes the story is very logical to, to, to the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but not per se to a listener. So really having an appealing story just takes time and, have, and, and needs some work. And it's always good to get some specialists on board that really can help you, you know, design and create a very clear-cut, cool story. So that's one. The other thing is, the thing I mentioned to you already is, is the team. Like, who, who do you have on board? I think almost every investor is really looking for who is in the team and what is their background and what is their experience. And then number three, really having your, your numbers right. So how are you presenting your numbers and figures, impact figures, financial figures? It's, it's really important. So those three, if you have that clear cut and attractive and appealing, 
it really helps in, in, in your in your change maker journey, basically. They do sound like very important tips. <laughs> yeah, it is I know it's probably an open door, but these are really the main the yeah, the main topics that is yeah, and what what is key. Yeah. yeah. Great. You're the chair of the board of trustees at Young Africa International with the mission to empower young people through skills training for employability and entrepreneurship. I understand the organization's uniqueness lays in two innovative concepts, the franchise method and their integral approach to youth development. Could you tell us a little bit more about Young Africa and the impact that it's creating? Yes, I love Young Africa. You know, they have two great founders, Dorin and Raj, uh, but they're doing really great work. So their philosophy is quite simple. They basically give youngsters a vocational training and with that life skill training, so that not only do these youngsters have uh, learnings around a specific profession with their vocational training, but they will also learn how to behave professionally and how to stand up for themselves, to take care of themselves and others. So it's, I mean, in terms of content, quite clear how they uh, how they approach. They give vocational training and life skill training at the same time, empowering youth through that process. But their business model behind it is also quite interesting because they have a very self-sustainable model where they start centers that are run by entrepreneurs, local entrepreneurs who come from uh, different sectors who then get the youngsters on board as internships. But the fee the children pay for the education goes to the entrepreneurs and to the centers. So the entrepreneurs don't need to pay rent anymore because that's all covered by the fees of the students. And then they can sort of focus on making profit themselves, supporting the the students and yeah, getting the center self-sustainable. So a a center just needs uh, a one-time injection, so a one-time grant or a one-time financial input, and then can become sustainable after three years. Wow, I can really see from your background why that's something you're involved with. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I love yes, I love the topic. It's uh, it's just close to me and to my background. Yeah, yeah, of course. Looking abroad, which countries do you think are leading the charge when it comes to social entrepreneurship? Yeah, interesting question. Really, really interesting because you could say that yeah, like what I just mentioned that UK and the Netherlands are I think leading in terms of social and social impact ecosystem. So you know, you have social entrepreneurs, you have some policies around it, you have financiers that are educated, etc., etc. There is uh, there is universities that are um, doing research about the topic, etc. But I think in terms of really innovations, I think still based on pyramid innovations, what we see coming out of India, for instance, but also from Kenya, is quite quite exciting. It's quite exciting, and it's also oftentimes scalable. These can be very very low-tech innovations, but also you know, high-tech innovations in sort of how to um, clean water or how to provide local energy uh, on, on solar uh, resources, etc. So in terms of ecosystem, it's it's probably still a little bit here with us, especially in, in, in Europe, the Netherlands, UK, also, of course, uh, the States. But really innovations, I see that more and more coming from, um, how do you say that, upcoming uh, upcoming economies or emerging economies. Because so many terms are now uh, sensitive huh? yeah, in yeah. countries <laughs> to think about what term to use. But let's just say Africa and Asia then. Very yeah. true. What are some of your favorite tools and processes that you use on a weekly basis to keep all your projects under control and on track? 
You just mean for for myself personally, what I use? Yeah, yeah. What what tools I suppose uh, help you manage all of the different areas you're involved in? So I I'm using Salesforce. We use that at Ashoka. I still use it, and I think it's very uh, comprehensive. But you can put everything in there. Then we have Slack, universal communication, um, and I think WhatsApp is coming. Fiber. And you know, the thing is, if you work internationally, so many people have so many different applications and programs they use. Mm-hmm. So I also just uh, try to see what not to use because otherwise, I'm just you know adapting to each and everyone's different uh, projects. But yeah, good good CRM uh, system is always is always nice. So Salesforce, uh, I'm, I'm just getting used to. So I like that one. Oh, great. Uh, and to finish up, could you please recommend a few great books to inspire and encourage our listeners this week? Well, you know, I think what always what is always interesting, if you're really interested in this topic, is to uh, get some of the publications of the EVPA of their website. That's the European Venture Philanthropy Association. You know, they do a lot of research around what impact investors are looking for, what best practices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Also, Ashoka has some key books and published articles on the topic. And also, what I just really like, uh, what was what's just a good read is. Uh, venture capital for dummies yeah if you really want to know the basics about venture capital then that's a good one to start and it's sort of you can you can yourself already translate that into impact investing if you want so those three are quite good if you want to learn more about the whole ecosystem and the logics and the metrics behind it great they do sound like some great starting points Jamie, thank (laughs) you so much for sharing uh your time and valuable experiences today we've really enjoyed it Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.